everybody, welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Nerds. I'm your host, Rudy Vela, and with me, as always... Me, one. It's Joel. <laughs> Kingpin. Steve, did you just <laughs> cough into your mic? No, I was over here, that's why I brought it to okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, did hear, I did hear it squeak, though. Okay, yeah, it's just when I looked at him, he was smiling at me Sam. like he looked Blah! guilty. Are <laughs> you sending energy waves into the ears. That mine's squeaky, too, actually. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, Damn, you guys man. need some WD-40. Oh, you fuckers. Fucking 10 men over here. <laughs> All right, so uh, first things first, I just want to throw this out there. Sorry about last week's audio. Um, when OBS exported mine and Steve's audio file, it did something. Um, somebody said it was a popping. It wasn't really a popping. It was like it was skipping a millisecond every single time or every uh, couple seconds. And th it's actually done that before. I want to say back in maybe the 30s area of episode range. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time since it's done it, but it has done it before, so it's something that we have encountered, but it's not really anything that we can fix. Um, just when you finish up the audio file and everything, there's always that tiny, tiny percentage that you're going to get a corrupt audio file, and it's just going to make all these weird noises, and that's that. I mean, uh, until we actually get some equipment that... Uh, collects all the files or all the audio itself and we can con fully control it from there it's the best that we can do hint, so hint, wait, wait. give me free stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah so road if you're listening hit us up or zoom somebody <laughs> but um yeah so apologies for that um nothing really on our end just our um software did a little oopsie daisy so Oops. for those of you Oops. that did make it through the entire episode thank you so much we really do appreciate that. Uh, it did take a lot of time to record, so we appreciate you taking the time to actually listen to it. And for those of you that couldn't make it through it, I apologize. We're going to try to make sure it doesn't happen again. So we took all the precautions uh, this week. We restarted uh, both systems. We checked the audios a couple times now, so everything is picking up properly right now. So I'm really hoping that we don't run into that again. If we do, we apologize. Yep. It'll be good to go. So last week we uh, covered 2019 uh, with all the segments and everything. Gave you what we took as our favorite of the year, not the best of the year, because that is a Subjective. whole lot of discussion. Yeah, and I think a lot of arguments. So um, we just took what our personal favorite was. And this week, of course, it's the second week of the year. Um, we are going to be starting off with a... Sorry, Kratos just distracted the hell out of me. <laughs> the a, Funko? The, the Funko next to you. Yeah, I was looking down. I was like, what is that? <laughs> Boy. Um, but yeah, so this year, or this week, we're going to be covering the past decade. So this one was a lot more difficult than last week's episode. Uh, more difficult for some of us. Yeah, me. Than, Same. <laughs> it's me. Than uh, the other of us. But um. Yeah, I guess we, we're we going to have some fun with it and give you what our favorites from the past decade were. And hopefully. There, yeah, I'm there just saying, hopefully there's some gems that people haven't heard of, mm -hmm. you know, that they can go back and actually pick up on. That's my yeah. like, that's my goal is that you guys have some shit that maybe I didn't hear of or I might have forgotten. Mm -hmm. And then I can go back and actually see if you're right or wrong. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. So. Um, yeah, that is our plan for this entire episode. No news this week. 
Come back next week. We'll hit you with the uh, standard episode layout and everything like that. But here on out, here are our favorites for the last decade, starting with movies and series. So are we doing the snaking thing? I didn't think about that. <laughs> Uh, let's, <laughs> maybe we should just stick to, we had some problems with that last week. Um, I can't follow direction very well. Um, it was, it was a lot of editing that, uh, I had to go through and like figure out when oh, we like, off, yeah, like back. we stopped here. This person started, we stopped here. We got confused here. We ended up going with this person. They started here. It was a lot of that. So I'm going to so, do a straight full circle. Yeah. I think maybe we should just do full circle. Full circle. For, uh, for my sanity. All right. Let's do it to it. Sounds good. Or wait, am I pressing this button again? Or no? All right, we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. We're doing it live. <laughs> All right. All right. Um. So movies and series. Uh, of course, we'll be starting off with the movie portion of this segment. And uh, yeah, 2010 through 2019 gave us a lot of movies, a lot of great cinema to pick from, and. I personally was one of the people who cut out all the mentions and everything like that, but these guys have some, so I guess I'm going to throw one out there, and this was really difficult. I want to say movies was probably the toughest one for me, because there are so many movies that are on like the top of my list, like all-time favorite, and it's almost weird because those aren't really making it, <laughs> because I, I, I don't know, I, I just, to me... There's something about a great movie, and then there's, like, something that I'm like, man, that is, like, a favorite of mine, I guess, if you catch what I'm saying. Oh, Joel. yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm only singling you out because you're the only one staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> Having a discussion here. Juan's looking the other way. Steve's going over Juan's notes. Juan's, like, his head faced up <laughs> yeah. the way. So it was really difficult for me to choose from this one. And I thought I had mine down. Almost solely on the base that last week I got really pissed off because Joel was discussing this list that um had the dumbest choices for the worst movie of the decade. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And, it was Batman um, versus Superman for the yeah, worst one. BVS they titled the worst movie, which makes no sense. And I was almost dead set on choosing that for my favorite film no, of the decade that's because that's weird. Well, to me, it's not because <laughs> that actually did so much. So yeah, I mean, everybody's that a, my mind. Yeah, everybody no. is a Marvel fan. I am more prone to DC. I I've always been a bigger DC fan, and that broke so many boundaries for cinematic or even live action in general that they haven't done. I mean, that was the first appearance of the Trinity on screen together. That was the first rumor of the Justice League. That was. Flashpoint Paradox, that was Doomsday. There was so much shit going on in that movie, and to this day, that was the first time we actually got a real Batman. Yeah, Everything else is just imposters and shit. So, I mean, yeah, it, to me, that's not really a stretch of the imagination. That was, to me, a perfect movie for that genre that I would want. For DC, to me, that was like everything you'd want from a fucking DC movie. So... That really crossed my mind, and I was pissed off at that fucking list. <laughs> but um, I went through, and I was kind of thinking things over and going through a lot of things. And uh, I'll mention two other ones that I know are, I mean, these are like top, easy top ten, close top five 
movies of mine, and that is Matt Damon in The Martian. Yeah, and that's a good. Uh, good. John Favreau's Chef. That's a good one that. too. That's a good movie too. Yeah, so those ones <laughs> are amazing to me. But my pick of the decade, and this goes back to, I mean, childhood. This goes back to the experience of watching it in theater. This goes back to like the feeling that I got during the movie. So with all that being said, um, with the whole childhood aspect and everything like that, my number one pick for my favorite movie of the decade was Warrior. You guys remember that? That's a good movie. No. Yep. That's a good movie. So Warrior is the mixed martial arts film about these two brothers kind of going to war together. Well, against each other in this tournament. It was a Grand Prix style tournament and everything. It starred um, Tom Hardy, Nick Nolte, and... I forget that guy's name. Joel Edgerton? Joel Edgerton. Yeah, Edgerton. Yep. Oh. Um, Okay. Amazing cast. Amazing storyline. And it's funny because... I so right after I left the theaters, I was like super pumped about it. This was when I was doing MMA and everything like that. Um, I want to say I had a fight maybe two weeks after that, and um, I remember watching it, taking it in, and like the next day or two days later, somebody asked me about it, so I posted about it and I said, My quote was, Warrior, I feel that Warrior did for MMA what Rocky did for boxing. And it yeah. was it was a really really well thought out story that um, put you into the lives of like fighters and stuff, but in a very character driven uh, movie. And I thought the characters were very well written. I loved Nick Nolte in the movie. Um, before that, I didn't really know too much about him, just besides the movies that I would watch with my dad and everything like that. But seeing him as like the broken dad and everything and so have you watched that at all never even heard of it to be honest no oh my god it's super good um so much rewatch yeah i I don't want to go into detail for it because i would recommend to watch it but i'll just say the ending i remember i saw this movie with my dad my uncle victor um our cousin marcello and i want to say our uh younger cousin victor baby victor and afterwards like these my my uncle victor's a vet uh our cousin marcello is kind of like thugnificent and everything so (laughs) and i remember walking out of that and all of us kind of looking at each other and being like oh that was really good because there's a super sad like very emotional scene at the ending uh with the two brothers and everything like just in, in interaction that is just like holy shit and like the soundtrack they have playing in the background and like every it just very very good use of every single like technique in cinema mm. all formed to make one very amazing scene to close out a good movie with so um yeah i i mean there were like i said there are honorable mentions and everything like that and uh Juan mentioned this earlier he was hoping to hear things that were kind of a little out of the norm i've seen the lists there are some that are just completely blown out of the water just people gassing up each other's asses and uh, <laughs> super annoying just like no no heart no anything into it and with this one i like i said i i was kind of on the fence with it but i really enjoyed this movie because like i said it had that rocky feel to it and i mean time and time again i would watch rocky with my dad or my grandpa and those moments in my life meant like they they mean like so much to me so seeing something for my generation 
which is mixed martial arts, which boxing was back then, and having that same vibe was like super cool to me, but very refreshing. So okay, um, I would say that is my favorite movie of the decade, and it, I mean it's, it's neck and neck with everything else. Sorry, <laughs> it, it's neck and neck with everything else, but um, I definitely think that movie deserves some light shined on it. Uh, Alright, so me, right? My yeah, turn or yeah. are we going the other way? <laughs> no, right. your turn, your turn My turn, alright, here we go So movies uh, Honorable mentions So for honorable mentions, I have Mad Max Fury Road uh, I thought that was a great action movie I honestly uh, thought somebody would pick that here uh, So if somebody does, if somebody picks that picks it. I mean, if you got it then That's I, why I didn't pick it Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you got it on your list, then, you know, speak up, I guess But uh, yeah, no, just that was one of my honorable mentions That's like one of the most Fun times I had at the theater because I talked about this it. movie. Oh, you never seen it? What? Really? Never seen it? Wow, wow. bro! Uh, it's funny. Another fucking Tom Hardy movie. Yeah, it's, that's the thing too. Venom like, will not really be on good. this list. No, she won't. <laughs> he, so with that movie, just as far as action movies go, it's like one of the best action movies I've seen in a long time. Expendables being up there. Bro, uh, visual though. But it's yeah, beautiful. visually, yeah, it's a great movie. Story is really cool. If you like post-apocalyptic stories, you know. Um, mother's, mother's milk is fucking creepy though. <laughs> is that the, <laughs> is yeah. that? I want mother's milk. Okay, yeah, that's the. Okay, did you uh, watch the black and white cut of that? I did Ooh, not. Yep, I haven't watched that. But I wanted to though. I did not. Is it better black and white? Because I I thought it was great in color. It's. It, I mean, it is fucking awesome just to see everything in grayscale. Uh, I really enjoyed the black and white cut of uh, Logan as well too. That's though. see, that's one that Ooh, I wanted yeah. to watch in black and white just because of the I don't know, like the mist was another movie that. It's better when it's in black and white because mm-hmm. the CGI wasn't that great to begin with, but it just, I don't know, it just looks better. You don't have to worry about everything being perfect. I think it's pretty cool, too, because it gives you a chance to focus on other things. Right. That's, yeah, because you're not stuck, oh, blood! <laughs> you, <Yeah>. know, you, <laughs> you, gotta, you can see some other shit that's going on mm-hmm. in the screen. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, but to go back to Mad Max, I thought that movie was done, uh, it's not halfway, but it's like a, and the latter part of the movie, I thought it was done. Like, I thought they were going to end it there, have a part two. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, it didn't end. And I was like, no way. I was like, <laughs> we're still on this ride. Like, this is – that's what, how that movie was. Like, I was super excited, and I was cool with what I thought was going to be the ending, and it kept going. And it actually finished it. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't think we were going to see all of this shit in this movie. So, yeah, Steve, check it out. It's really good. Um, my other honorable mention was, let me get back to my page real quick. It is, uh, where's my page? Um, Arrival. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen that movie. Everybody here? I have not. You've never, okay, so nobody's seen it here besides me. I seen that movie in theater and I'm a huge, like, alien movie guy. Like, I like alien movies and this one goes away from the whole, you know, aliens are here to take over, bullshit up, and, you know, it's not an action movie. It's just how would we react if aliens did land here? Mm-hmm. And and what would we do in that moment? And how would we try to communicate and other stuff? I don't want to get too deep into the story because there's a story within a story in is that, that movie. Is that the one where that thing is just floating in the yes, middle? And it, yep. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. See it. yeah I okay. Don't push him in the story. Time limit. No, no, yeah, no, no, but... <laughs> <laughs> just it's a great it's a great alien film and it's a great just story in general and it's really kind of mind fucky so uh check it out but my movie that I chose was Infinity War actually for the decade um, interesting 
so Solid. yeah i mean it's just I, there was a ton of movies to look at and just based off the amount of shit that went into and i know we talk about endgame and infinity war but infinity war is the better of the two uh we discussed oh, why far. <laughs> and we discussed you know just it's 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 a build up within a build up leading up to the end but you don't have the end feeling when you're in after infinity war you're still like <clears throat> what's going to happen you're still on your like what's going to happen shit and for me that was still you know you held on to that all the way from 2000 what 9 2009 8? 8 is that when hulk came out yeah, I want to say Hulk was okay. 2008. All the way until fucking whenever this movie came out, but I don't remember the exact year that it came. 2017. Because uh, Iron Man was 2009. Yeah, and they don't they consider the MCU as 2000. I thought it was uh, Hulk was considered MCU. Nope. Why are you lying? Hulk is considered MCU. It is. What is it? Yeah, it is. Incredible Hulk. They, they yeah. include some of the storyline because of the end credit, but MCU John Favreau and and that. Iron Man. No, has. I mean every yeah, I think everybody gives credit to it, no, but no, no, it's, it's considered the kickoff ooh, uh-oh. to them. Uh-oh, uh-oh. That's the Are consideration you, ooh, of it. Boy. All right, well, we're going to look in that later, but uh, the whole point for me was Infinity War, you had all the storylines meet up. You had all the characters that you've seen at that point kind of well, you didn't have Ant-Man, I don't believe. Uh Infinity War, yeah, you did. Did oh, you have Ant-Man? though? Yeah. He wasn't so, in it, neither was... Um, there was a couple people that you were missing, but overall, yeah. you had, like, the majority of the people, and it was just super fun at the theater, and I've watched that movie out of the Marvel movies. I think I've watched that one the most, just because... Same here. You know, it was... Winter Soldier. I mean, yeah. Well, Winter Soldier is another one that I've watched a lot, but it's up there with Winter Soldier as far as, like, you get Cap coming, you know... And back. Ba- back, and then he's fucking that. Just even that, like him coming back, and it's really dope. So yeah, that's the reason that I chose that movie. There's other reasons why, but like I, that's why I went with that. Okay. Yeah, I like that pick way more than Endgame. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I I had a feeling you were gonna go with one of the two, just because I know you have a lot of respect for all the time and effort they put into it. Leading that's, up. Yeah, that's really the thing that drove me to pick that movie. I mean, mm-hmm. I could have picked. Winter Soldier, you know, because it's my favorite Marvel movie, but it's still, like, the impact of Infinity War, you know, over the scale of things. That's, that's when you got all of them together. For yeah. The time. And it's just that conflict that everybody's dealing with. It's not individual conflicts of, like, oh, well, this is going on, and I got to save the planet, or this is going on, and I got to stop this. It's like everybody's dealing with this shit, you know? So it was still one of the coolest times to be in theater and like all the reactions of the crowd and then fucking the ending where everybody's just disappearing you know and then yeah, where peter parker come on I've ever seen. <laughs> so yeah i mean that is me Infinity war all right so i've got i had a list of six i had to whittle it down to to three Remember, you get one mention to speak about, the other oh, is can I do two? Can I do th- oh, no, we don't have the time. We damn don't it, have damn it, damn it. All right, fine. I'm uh, laying my foot down. I'm laying pipe right now, right? Man. Papa Rudy. <laughs> Top whack. cookie, man. I have to. All right, Baby's fair enough. Fed. Fair enough. So I'll do two, making me pull teeth here. <laughs> uh, so honorable mention is The Shape of Water. Oh, wow. uh, I still have not watched yeah. that. I'm waiting for Oof. the like the right time. It is good. Because I, I need to pay all the attention to it. So for me, I grew up reading a lot of fantasy and whimsical books and just mm-hmm. comics, that kind of stuff. And for me, it hits on all those notes. So it was just it was one movie I couldn't stop watching, couldn't t- take my eyes off the TV. 
And yeah. uh, I regret not seeing it in theaters. I watched it. I think we bought a copy on Blu-ray and watched it about three or four months ago for the first time. And it's nice. fantastic. I mean, shit, Guillermo. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually never seen Pan Laver- uh, Pan's Labyrinth before either. either so Same. I haven't finished it. Yeah, one day. <laughs> anyway, uh, top movie since I can't do a second honorable mention. <laughs> Devil Eyes, we're just angry. I mean, you, can, no. you can list them nah, all. No, nah, no, I'm good. You can tell us what they are. I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> uh, top movie for me was tough to pick, but I went with A Quiet Place. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. Totally forgot about that movie. Yeah, actually. so for me, seeing that in theaters, I felt like I was part of the movie because I had to be so quiet Hold watching it. Hold your fucking it. breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, just the fact that they could do cinema with no, almost no audio or no dialogue, and it was still just as engrossing and interesting as any other movie I'd ever seen. And the fact that they didn't show the monsters very much or at all, and they kept the mystery and the... the intensity there 24 7 it was an experience for me it wasn't just a movie to watch it was a whole like adventure for me to sit there and just watch this thing unfold so mm-hmm. that was my top movie of the decade that yeah that's solid that's, that's I, I don't think i've ever been in a theater and had that much like paranoia yeah in my life wait did you not see the the, don't, the blind guy don't breathe that was fucking I did, good too. What you mean? It, there was it was really good but then I think it was similar, bro. There's no, no it, it was very similar, but I, I not to that level. And I I think it was because I didn't agree with the fucking what they were doing. Like, what the special? They were stuff? just dickheads. They I mean, they were robbing this guy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I just saying <laughs> the whole dicks. that guy I was think crazy. I saw that movie. Yeah. Well, I, I, so I I think that's, like it. Yeah, it's 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 good. Um, Stephen Lang is in it. Uh, that old. Oldest, yeah, into the Badlands guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, so I th- I think that's maybe why I was more or less like I didn't feel like I was gonna get them caught if I breathe. <laughs> and with the the cast of Get Out, or I said Get Out, um, Settle Down, uh, <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> okay, quiet, quiet place. place. Um, it was more or less like I was invested in those characters where I didn't want them to get hurt, mostly because it was fucking Jim. I, I know, mean, let's right? be honest. And every time something was happening, I was like. <gasps> As a directorial <laughs> debut, that goes down as like one of the best directorial debuts. I mean, Sans uh, Get Out was a good one too, but yeah, that's a it's a really good like first time. This is my first time doing this shit, and like it, be, it being that great, like yeah, that's a great pick. I remember I had a bag of candy in that <laughs> oh in that, that theater, yeah, and I <laughs> forgot to open it before the movie started, and it started, and I was like, I can't eat this now. Yep, I, had I literally can't eat this. I had popcorn. I barely touched it. I yep. so, yeah, I felt so bad putting my hand in the bucket every time and just hearing it, and I was like, oh shit. Oh, even chewing, I thought people could hear me. Yo, that yeah. was weird. No, hell yeah, solid Great fucking pick. choice. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. For me, <laughs> come on, yeah. give it. <laughs> All right, well, mine. My two honorable mentions, without getting into them, prize, but an honorable mention only, Joker. Mm-hmm. Wait, Steve gets two honorable I, mentions? No, I, I, I said, you, I said, said you could list them. Oh, them. Damn it. The Joker, I, I, not I even get into it. I just there. loved it. Uh, second honorable mention, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, still okay. That's good. Hell yeah. Yeah. Really? No? No. Still oh, haven't seen fucking it. Love that watch one. it. You got to get my... those numbers up. <laughs> yeah, why doesn't watch it? I haven't it? seen Jesus it. I don't th- Juan, you're not that big of a fan of uh, Scorsese, are you? I like Scorsese. It's just I didn't watch that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. You just mentioned The Departed. Never mind. That's a good one. But my choice for a movie of the decade for me personally was Man of Steel. Ooh, really? Um, okay. It wow, was okay. because not even bad. though Batman versus Superman was like 
to me the equivalent of like the Infinity War, kind of like the like oh my god, you're gonna see everybody on screen at once, the Trinity, mm. everything. Hell but yeah. If I really were to think about it, The Man of Steel was it was like such a solid movie. It was like it was so good and it was it gave you so much hope for the the DC universe because it was it was a legit good movie start to finish, but it was the kickoff. It was like their Iron Man. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like Superman, boom, brought it in. The cast was amazing, the story was great, followed the whole lore of it. It was great to see it all come to life. Zod Great. Fucking amazing fucking actor. Awesome. Fucking Michael fucking Shannon played one of the it best to villains. Teeth. Um and it was just like an exciting time for me to just like watch it and be like shit. Cause I don't you know, the Dark Knight trilogy back, you know, like of course obviously you're like, oh fucking Batman, but like knowing this was the kickoff to their DCU mm-hmm. and knowing like, oh and, and fucking Henry Cavill is like the perfect Superman. Like, he yeah, is, like, yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like, you know, so like the the casting and the movie, um, the 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 uh Kevin Costner, like every everything about that movie from start to finish was perfect for me as far as a DC movie. It's the quintessential DC movie mm-hmm. for me. So and I picked it because that's to me what like I wish all the rest of them would have been like instead of being rushed. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that's why I picked that one. Yeah, I mean, you give somebody two dads and it's Kevin Cosner and fucking, fucking Russell Crowe, Crow. <laughs> it's going to be great. No, yeah, uh, I, I agree that that it did what Superman is supposed to do, and it promoted hope. Yeah. Like you said, it, it gave you that drive where you were like, okay, especially like ourselves. I mean, Steve right now is wearing a Flash t-shirt, so Steve and I are the DC guys of the group, and... I felt the same thing. Like I instantly was like, this is amazing. And uh, the only sad thing about that is I, I don't know if you came to this like uh, early on as well, but I remember when they had to, cause of course it was realistic, everything, but they still made it a superhero movie. He still had powers. Yeah. It wasn't just a broken Batman after two years, they made it something realistic and yet still comic booky. But as soon as the backlash, like the, I want to say opening weekend, there was already backlash yeah. that he snapped his neck. Oh, that's uh, my favorite yeah. scene. Yeah, yep. and, but that's the thing that no! that was <laughs> that, that was, that was uh, Warner Brothers' first alarm to like, okay, people aren't gonna like this because was there was so shit. much bullshit right. where people were just like, oh, he killed somebody. Fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> but but I, he I did love it, the stakes. He did it to save. And he did it because it was the only way, you know. Like, you would get into it, but either way, I mean, even that scene, that scene, he, watching that scene it is, is amazing. It's like you're like, holy shit, he did it. And you, but you understood why he did it mm-hmm. and the conflict that it tore him apart inside to do it. I think that was the strongest thing is you felt him, like you felt yeah. the pain that he felt from doing that. And it wasn't for Lois Lane; it was for people he didn't even know. Oh no, yeah, exactly. It was for random people, and I think that's what people missed out was. And that was the impact it had. Yeah, it was like he was the hero there. He he knew what he had to do, and he had to do it for random ass people because they couldn't protect themselves. And he didn't want to do it, but he had to do it because it was. Had to be done. Yeah, it's either you do it or they die. Yeah, and whether uh, they like it or annoying. not. So, but yeah, that was my. Choice. That was that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'm, all that. I'm happy that everybody liked that scene because yeah. yeah, that that was one of my that favorite scenes favorite of the movie. Scene of the movie. And it, I hated it so much with the backlash that came through, and I was like, 
Here we go. This is going to be a bad time for DC. People were just hating on that movie left and right, man. Mm-hmm. All the destruction yep. that the, they were causing in the buildings and stuff. And it's I don't like, know. come it's, on, dude. You got fucking aliens flying gods, around. They're basically. It's like, what do you, what do you yeah. expect's going to happen? Nothing? Right. <laughs> God. Marvel fans. Mm-hmm. No, oh, shit, dude. I forgot that Man is... I thought Man of Steel was older. Oh, 2013. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Did they yeah, make a yeah, second no, Superman movie perfect. yet? Not no, yet. They're gonna, bro. Well, Henry Cavill's talking about it, though. No, Henry Cavill's coming He's back, locked bro. down on The Witcher for now. Well, he's no, but he back. still said that the cape's in his closet. Oh, yeah. He's still... He, uh, and he has gone on record saying that he still has time to work on other projects. Uh, he will do mm. it. He will do it. Mm. <laughs> All right, so our favorites of the year go as follows... Warrior for me, Juan with Infinity. Infinity yeah, there we go. I was I wanted to ah, say Endgame. <laughs> Joel with the Quiet Place and Steven with Man of Steel. With Man of Steel. Good picks, guys. All right, so moving on to series. Um, this one I would like to say that it was troubling for me because of, uh, especially in the last couple of years, they have dropped some amazing series like god tier series and i really appreciate that because we as a podcast have discussed long format storytelling and how we see that as the future for a while now and i think over the last couple years they have really solidified that as proof like big budget yeah like we know that this is what people want because we are in that day and age where it's all about binging oh yeah i mean yeah you can binge movie after movie but after what four or five hours you're done it's like no give me a a fleshed out storyline over eight hours and i'm good so um series there were a lot of great things that came out and i am not throwing any type of disrespect at any of them because i wish i could pick a lot right now but i'm just gonna jump straight into what was my top pick and this was actually something that did not start in the last decade it actually started two years prior to but season three dropped in 2010 any guesses? Uh, Breaking, Breaking bad. bad. Breaking fucking bad. That was my honorable mention. Okay. So I picked Breaking Bad because not only do I think this is like one of the best series that came out for its time or anything, I think this is going to be one of the best series to drop ever. So the the reason, well, one of the main reasons why I loved Breaking Bad was because Vince Gilligan, he's the creator of the show, he stayed so true to his storyline, and I loved that. It wasn't The Walking Dead. It wasn't all these other stories that are like, holy shit, we're doing it huge. Let's add three more seasons. Like He was like, no, I know where this is ending. Like I know how this ends. We're going to that point, and it's done. And at no point in time did it really feel like it changed. It was just a complete continuation, even onto the uh, the movie that dropped. That's good. Yeah, El Camino. It felt like it was just like an episode that they lost. Yeah. Like to me, I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazingly done." <laughs> uh, sorry, Steve broke his phone. Well, his pop, pop socket. <laughs> um, so that was one thing that really pushed this over the edge for me to pick this as my top pick for favorite series of the decade. And on top of that, it's honestly one of the, like, best coming out, like, villain storylines that I've ever experienced. Like, we we just got the Joker, which, again, was another amazing... And the fact that they did that within the time constraints that they did was so awesome. But to see 
every single nuance of Walter White change from this push around. I like I just am forgettable uh, husband and chemistry teacher to turn into what he did over those like little or not little the amount of time that it took him to you got to see everything about it it wasn't just like okay now you're here now you're here it was you knew okay he wouldn't actually do that and i thought that was super powerful and um uh oh, damn i'm fucking drawing a blank on his name so Brian cranston <laughs> well no I, i'm drawing a blank on the actor's name uh, oh, but Brian, Brian cranston, cranston yeah, it was incredible. Like, it's funny because uh, fucking um, I just read this article because I was trying to look stuff up on this. And uh, Odin himself, Sir Anthony Hopkins, wrote Brian Cranston a letter, a fan mail letter after the end of this. He binged the entire series in two weeks. Damn. Damn. No life. <laughs> <laughs> he said himself, your performance as Walter White was the best acting I have seen. Ever, for me, and, he it put him on the map. Yeah, it really did. Well, I mean, I I I really Malcolm enjoyed in the middle, him in Malcolm in the Middle. Well, yeah, but, but it's to comedy. like see something different was incredible. And I mean that we talked about that with Bill Hader and it. Oh yeah, uh, I say that all the time. Like somebody goes out of their comfort zone and makes something incredible, and that's really what this was. Because I remember watching it and I was like, where the hell do I know this guy? And then uh, I I got to it late. And somebody posted a video of Hank watching him rollerblade. <laughs> and it was from Malcolm in the Middle. I was like, holy shit. Yep. <laughs> so, like, just to even know that he did that was incredible. But uh, one last thing that I want to mention about this series that uh, I think really made it stand out was the dynamics between Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. So, to me, their level of like chemistry which like (laughs) Uh, their level of chemistry was like on the point of like batman and robin type shit it was a leader who really took this kid on and he wanted to believe that he was like something to look up to and then in the end became something that he didn't really want to respect i mean kind of thinking the storyline of nightwing so uh breaking bad to me is my favorite series of the decade and Possibly of all time so far. I agree. It's good. Very good. Mm, all right. <laughs> so, I there's a lot of shows that I haven't seen. I actually was finding that out, like, looking up some of the shows that actually came out in the past nine to ten years. And there's a shit ton of shows that I have never seen. I've never seen Breaking Bad. I've never seen fucking, what's that show with the, the, the biker gang? Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I've never oh, yeah. seen that show. There's, I mean, there's a ton of shows. That's fucking incredible, too. That, like, made these lists that I've never seen. But the one show that I did see and that actually I am I anticipate watching every time a new season drops is uh, Stranger Things. That's that's the show oh. that I picked. Okay. Um, for me, I, I've, I grew up with <laughs> yeah. fucking, like, um, The Goonies, uh, Monster Squad, mm-hmm. uh, even Super 8. Like, films that, regard you know... Revolved around kids, like, solving things. Like, okay, that, that, it? Oh, yeah, it. There you go. There's another <laughs> one. They're just, like, a group of kids, you know, like, get together, your best friends and shit, and you're, you're, you're trying to stop whatever you're trying to stop. And in most cases, it's, like, a monster. And so with Stranger Things, when it first dropped, seeing, like, a group of kids, like, bonding together and, like, actually being kids and then them develop into who they are now, 
was super interesting to me. And, you know, outside of that and actually having to deal with uh, the upside down and everything that comes with it, I, you know, fell in love with the show and it taking place in different decades, you know, throughout the throughout the show's last few seasons. Like, that's another thing that hits me. Um, it makes me want to watch it because it's like nostalgia within nostalgia. Like it's mm-hmm. a show within a show and they give you all these like Easter eggs and stuff. So if you guys haven't seen the last series, which is season <laughs> three, it's just nothing but the Terminator, you know, and it threw out the whole thing. And coming from somebody who loves Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Terminator in, in general, it's just one of those things where I'm like, damn, yeah, that's, uh, that's so cool because I remember scenes from the movie that correlate with the show and mm. so that's why i love the show so much and that's why i picked it what's your uh, favorite season so far yeah uh, three who's your favorite character uh, uh I, I, i'm just I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot i'm like legit I, curious. I, it's, it's i it's hard to pick actually like okay it changes from season to season because in the first season it was finn wolfhard's character which is uh mike is mike, mike yeah that was the first season, and then the second season, I started to like um, uh, Will more because they were showcasing more of Will. You actually got to see him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, then the third season, I really fucking liked. Um, I don't even know his name. The guy that was playing the Terminator. Steve. Steve? No. Oh. No, Steve, dude. Yeah, I love Steve. But that guy, the guy that was playing the Terminator. I the love that guy. Villain. Just a Russian guy. I was like. I love this dude. I don't remember his name. And yeah, I mm-hmm. like the other Russian guy. Alexi? Uh, yeah. Alexi. Yeah. Like, I, I was starting to like other characters outside of the the actual main. Yeah, the main yeah. characters. But yeah, no, Steve like grew on me season two. I think he grew on everybody, actually. Mm-hmm. But then like season three came along and he was like one of those guys who like you're rooting for. I was like He's the Red goofy. Ranger. Oh, oh Billy yeah. Billy? He was cool. Dude, he was Classic cool. Classic 80s badass. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was cool. Um my, Is uh, that Billy? Yeah, yeah. that's Billy, yeah. No my, shit. Uh, my favorite season was season two, <laughs> and from the beginning, Hopper's been my, fav- my favorite great. character. See, I, like yeah. I thought it was going to be one two. of the kids, but uh, the more they showed Hopper and like uh, they they talked, they went deeper into his story in season one than I think they did in everything else. But they just threw him in more scenarios than the rest of them, and I like how he handled everything. I like watching him blast people in the face. <laughs> Just punch him, yeah. That dude, one hitter quitter. Yeah, it's always that right hand too. That's my Fucking, shit. They they saw that they were like, right he hand is hell doom. <laughs> wink, wink. All right, so for me, uh, two honorable mentions. One just came out, and it is now one of my new favorites of the decade, and that is The Witcher. Good shit. Good, good stuff. Henry one Cavill of the best for the win. Of the fucking decade. Oh my too. god, <laughs> toss a coin. Uh. Second honorable mention is Game of Thrones. You can tell I like swords and magic stuff. So uh, top show for me was Daredevil. Ooh. Yeah. So for me, obviously, I'm a big fan of the comic and the character. Grew up mm-hmm. with them. And for them to put a show out like that, it, it resonated with me because it it was how I viewed the character. Yeah. It's, when I read comics for Daredevil, it's, it, that, that was it right there. Uh, all the grittiness, all of the just moral dilemma, and just just the ambiguity of it all, and I loved every second of it. And and the the fight scenes in those seasons are some of the best fight scenes I've seen in anything, hands down. Those one shot uh, camera pans for mm-hmm. each season. So season one had the hallway uh, 
one shot and then season two had the one down the uh, stairs from the building and then season three had the hospital one the prison hospital mm -hmm. those are some of the best scenes ever in anything <laughs> i've seen and just, ah, i could go on and on i'm so sad that the show is done but hopefully it comes back or with charlie, charlie cox, cox. it needs to mm -hmm. if it's not charlie cox i will be very upset but um I don't maybe know if he you, comes to the MCU. I thought he was coming to the MCU. I thought that's the rumor. Maybe that's the rumors, but yeah, I thought we he got this covered. Was one of the main sources that fuck started yeah, that. Fuck that. Nah, fuck that site. But uh, maybe. So, I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoyed seeing Bullseye in the suit. At the that scene where he smirks and he turns like he tilts his head, and Daredevil like sees him for the first time. Oh, oh, that fucking jaw. Oh, in like his when suit. I, when I saw him in the suit, I was like, bro, that's fucking Daredevil. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, nah, I love it's too cut. He's too, like, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, he is. I, I think Charlie Cox, in the long run, really does make that. But, like, thinking of, like, especially growing up as a kid who, like, the cover was really the main sell if I started something new when I was younger. I put it kind of like that. Like, if I saw that on a cover, I'd be like, that's fucking Daredevil. <laughs> For me, what really just, it was the best part of the entire series was the very last episode. I don't know if you guys have seen the last ep season. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've seen any of it. No, you haven't seen any of it, so whatever. No. Steve? <laughs> no, I didn't see it. Okay, no. well, uh. he's he fights the Kingpin, and he just like goes ham crazy on it, like unloading all of his anger. All Not of just him, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but he's, you can see all of the anger and just resentment and just mm -hmm. all the stuff that's been boiling up for forever just unleashed, and then when he has to not kill him and that just scream that he lets out that he can't do what he really wants to do and he has to be the the good guy and take the high ground that for me was like the best scene in any season for that show mm -hmm. and uh yeah I, i'm sad that it's done but i have hopes that it'll move on into the mcu oh yeah i i have hopes for that too because yeah i great choice man that's mm -hmm. fucking incredible it that makes it weird though too because like people can accept that even though it's a hero screaming because how bad he wants to kill somebody, but Superman screaming because he had to kill somebody. They're like, what the fuck? He did it? Yeah. That's bullshit. He's mad that he had to, like, but this guy's like mad because he couldn't, and they're like, man, I love Daredevil. Right. <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, great fucking pick, man. So mine, um, mine, I had just... Well, I have my main one, and then I have my honorable mention, but they're kind of two different genres, but uh, Sons of Anarchy, one of my favorite of all time, and that's my honorable mention. Great. Like, I love that, that whole series, and I didn't pick it because prior to today, I thought it was supposed to be from 2010 until on. Oh, okay. And it started in 2009, but mm. it ended in 2014. But that yeah. that is um one of my all-time, like, Prano's my favorite series of all time. Mm -hmm. Sons of Anarchy, right nice. there. But for well, the decade, huh? let me let me ask you something. Uh, who is your favorite character? What on uh, Sons? Sons? Yeah, Sons. Um, it was Opie. Opie, Same. Opie was my guy, dude. So the mm -hmm. episode when that shit went down, yeah, he got what 
he went out the way that I knew he would, but it was like the most painful episode to watch. Dude, yeah, I that's funny as hell because I I asked like whenever somebody's like, oh, dude, Sons or everybody was hyped for Mayans when it came out, and I asked a few people who's your favorite, and it was surprising not many people picked Jax, which was really cool. There were a lot of people who picked Clay, which yeah. I respect. Clay is fucking awesome, but yeah, Opie to me was amazing he was yeah hope he was that that dude. scene too that that's the reason why he's my number one pick for when fucking, fucking pushed, when he pushed jacks out the uh-huh. fucking room and shut the door but seeing him oh, with my his, heart sank <laughs> bro seeing him with his hair and the blood yeah. saber tooth i <laughs> <Yep>. oh. <laughs> just got blown but for the decade and i chose this because it was um the one series that once i got introduced to it couldn't like no matter what and every year it came out i was like if i was at work i was like i can't work calling in if you don't let me take the day off whatever i called into here for it game of thrones okay game of thrones yes um, zombies dragons boobies and sword <laughs> fights that last season though you said incest i don't know <laughs> i just the last season kind of spoiled the whole series for me a little bit. Ah, uh, it didn't for me. I mean, it's it's up to whoever the person, you know, like however you however you interpret the story. You know what I mean? Like some people didn't like the way it Shame. ended. Some people did. Shame but for me, yeah. Shame. <laughs> that was the one time we got to see her boobies. Um, but I mean, the story itself is what cat. Like I love those type of stories. Like that's why I think I'm so keen to The Witcher. Yeah. Yep. Like um that type of that type of uh medieval. Mm. You know, like um Did you like Lord of the Rings? Oh uh, yeah, I did okay. actually. Not like the biggest fan of it because I never mm. read the the uh books. Yeah. But I loved the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like when they were coming out, like I could sit through them fucking when VHS first tape in, boom, going through it, then the second tape in, boom. I'm like, <laughs> yo, two tapes deep, I know what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm in for a long <laughs> run, but I want them to do it. Um <laughs> Just like Scarface. But uh, for this one, it was the first time in like that I'd watched something that the story was like always surprising to me. Like the Red Wedding. I remember watching that and being like, what the fuck did just, how's Rob Stark going (laughs) to, you know, like just like, it really got me. Like I was Mm -hmm. like invested in these characters and I didn't realize how invested I was into these characters. But I chose it because it started in 2011, ended in 2019, and for all those years in between, it was something that I majorly looked forward to. Every season that came out, I was like, comes out, like I said, I'm not working fucking Sundays. I ended up (laughs) changing my work schedule to not work Sundays, just to watch this. And like, even when the last season came out here, sorry guys, I can't can't be there because it cuts into... Thrones time. That's how much I really like the series. I was connected to the characters, um, and I just loved the the action sequences, and I loved the dragon CGI. For some reason, I was like, they didn't spare no expense on those fucking dragons. Like when if you paid attention to them, mm-hmm. like it's like every time they breathe, you could see their their fucking scales, like move in and out, and just like the facial expressions. That I liked about it, and the White Walkers. I love like just I just like the whole the whole lure of it. I guess. Yeah. The production quality was great in that show. Yeah, man, and um, story like for someone that never read the books, just like watching it unfold as I went was kind of like exciting for me. I even 
I even wanted to read the books, man, but it's like I got I went to Barnes and Noble and I looked at one. I was like, fuck, that's like a whole set of that's like reading the whole DC universe in one book, dude. That shit's <laughs> fucking thick. That's thickums. I ain't got yeah, I got ADD. I can't do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's my favorite series of the day. For comic uh, of the decade, well, favorite comic of the decade for myself, this wasn't hard for me. So there were tons and tons of great stories uh, that came out, things that have really changed the industry in like forever. But um, when it comes to me, my favorite comic book of the decade was Black Hammer. I have so, yet uh, to read that. Yeah, I know, which makes me super sad. I don't think anyone here has. No. Uh, yeah, because I don't think Juan or Steve have touched that. Steve actually just ran to uh, the bathroom so he can't say for himself, but I'm going to say that he didn't. So Black Hammer is a book by uh, Jeff Lemire and Dean Ornstrom, or or- Ormstrom, something like that. Uh, and this book was super cool because the concept of it is – these heroes who some of them are kind of out of their peak. They are still in battle, you know, still doing their whole think justice league type of thing. They're all working together and they're really forced into retirement by an event that they don't understand. And the whole book is you get clips and flashbacks of a lot of superhero ish type stuff, people in capes, uh reminiscing of the good times but the majority of the storyline is taking heroes like the likes of shazam or captain america um martian manhunter and putting them into a scenario where they are forced to live normal lives and it's super cool to see kind of almost like Like how incredibles uh yeah but the incredibles was like the whole thing of like him pushing back to be a hero again um, this is them just some being upset, but still not trying to save the day, just like voicing their opinion and other people coming to terms with what their reality is. And um, I really like this story because it was like how the man, the Mandalorian did with uh, Star Wars. It showed you farmers. It showed you shit that you weren't used to seeing. Right. And with a world of Marvel and DC, you're not used to seeing stuff like that. You're not used to seeing. Uh, a Captain America coming to term with things and trying to settle down with somebody and really enjoying farming and doing this and that. Like, you wouldn't see that. So the story that this dude wrote was just amazing. And the story behind the book is really cool, too. So the artist, just a really quick recap, the artist, Dean uh, Ormstrom, he actually uh, had a, a cerebral hemorrhage while he was working on the series, and they... Uh, delayed it indefinitely and he you know gained his health back and went right back to work on this and his artwork is fucking incredible like i i I, that was one of the main things that pulled me to this was his artwork and then i found out who the fuck jeff lemire is Ah. and i was like both these dudes are fucking amazing but just that storyline is so cool and this is a dark horse book jeff lemire wrote this because he wanted to work with superheroes he loved uh, marvel dc but he never thought he'd be good enough to fast forward to his life now he's one of the best fucking writers in the industry 
and he made this universe for himself because he like he thought little of himself so he's like okay i'm gonna make my own heroes and now we just finished a run where these characters cross over with the justice league like so to me this story like means so much because of shit like that like the little things outside of the comic book as well as everything that is so good within the comic book and this spawned a whole universe for dc or for dark horse comics that is still growing i just talked about his latest book called uh skull digger and skeleton boy so this uh black hammer really brought something new to dark horse and it's just incredible i mean everything that i picked up from this universe is just so amazingly done and drawn so how many issues are there of black hammer yeah is it, uh, is it ongoing it's ongoing in a sense there's like spinoffs okay uh, so there's different storylines uh the main characters like the black hammer group itself i want to say is on a on a hold right now but they just did the crossover with justice league okay so but yeah uh if you have not read black hammer definitely definitely pick it up <laughs> no, nice. no, like I was sitting here listening to it, and I was like, "Damn!" Remember you? I remember you talking about it a lot, and I just like I haven't been out to get comics, mm-hmm. and it's been one that's been on my like, "Damn!" I if, when I do make it out, that's one that I'm gonna want to make sure I check out. Yeah, no, I, I would but, recommend this thing to everyone because you still get that hint of heroism, like superhero type shit. But you do get that very obscure storyline yeah, that you, you're not expecting. And that's exactly why, because you've mentioned it. And um, I know we have talked about we get so, like, sick of the superhero cape. You get exhausted, yeah. And, and, and like, so it's kind of like, but you still kind of want it deep down inside. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you were telling us about it earlier in the year, it was like, I was like, damn, it kind of, like, merges both of those. So, dope. And I love the fact that it's an indie book and it's so amazing. Uh, I'm skipping my turn. <laughs> I will talk. Uh, I, my, I have no turn. I'm not going to sit here and speak about stuff that I don't know about. So uh, I have no best comic of the decade because I didn't read any comics. <laughs> All right. So in the Juan, decade. Juan's, cutting, Juan's cutting himself short. I'm just going to throw these out. You pick which one was your favorite. Curse words, Oblivion song, Saga. So I'm a, I mean, I know Joel's going to go with Saga, so I'm going to piggyback Joel. So I'm going to say Saga was probably the best out of those three. Hot damn, am I that predictable? <laughs> I knew you were going with Saga God as well. God damn it. I'm like, I'm going to just drop a bomb on them. <laughs> no. Something they'll never see. Surprise, <laughs> bitches. I even know you were going with Saga. <laughs> I no, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's a great comic so far. I, I mean, I enjoy the passion that you bring when you discuss this book. Oh, so it was my turn. Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah, yeah. 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 Juan skipped himself. <laughs> so Juan's top pick is, I mean, Joel's top pick. Joel's top pick. Yeah, Juan, just say the word. Saga. <laughs> there, <you go>. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So real talk. Saga. Great shit. Uh, I was introduced to this book when I first moved to Holland. Actually, that was about four or five years ago now. Uh, by the one. You've only been here that long. Yeah. Right. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Twenty. Twenty fourteen. 2015? I can't remember. Damn. Uh, yeah, right. So <laughs> I'm still very unfamiliar with this area. Oh, wow. I did not know that. But uh, the one and only Juan Pedro introduced me to Saga. He said, you need to read this because you like comics. And I was like, what's this crap? And <laughs> uh, I, I picked up the first trade paperback, so it's like five, six issues, and I blew through it in like 
an hour mm -hmm. and then i immediately went to barnes and noble and got the second trade paperback and i anxiously awaited everyone after that and to the point where i got through all the paperbacks i could it was like four and i was caught up mm -hmm. I was back to just single issues, and I was like, I can't do this once a month. I have to have this, like, every single day. And then they were like, delay. Yeah, and then they, they push it back, and they push it back. Uh, so now I have to wait. It's on a hiatus until they get stuff. You said indefinitely, didn't you? No, not indefinitely. Okay. They're, like, not really, but kind of. So they, it takes a while for them to get the artwork done in particular in that that series. I mean, it's good art. It's know. beautiful artwork. It's one of my biggest, uh, well, my most my most favorite things about that series is the artwork. Uh, Fiona Staples is probably my hands-down favorite artist of oh, any sure. comic series. Uh, she does just crazy cool stuff, and it's very bright and vibrant and crisp lines. Mm -hmm. um, and really Brian K. Vaughn, because of Saga, I branched out and read more of his stuff, and mm -hmm. he's one of my favorite artists now. But for that that series, it it took everything that I loved about just nerddom and wrapped it into one awesome story. It, it it's it is Star Wars. It is Romeo and Juliet. It is just that that epic fantasy adventure. It's it's everything that you want in, in all in one. And there's there's crazy blood and gore and adult stuff and just oh yeah, it, <laughs> just ridiculous <laughs> things that happen that you would never expect and very uncomfortable. Uh, double page spreads that you're not quite sure what to think about but <laughs> it, it also has the audacity to make me just unhappy with every last page because it's a cliffhanger every single time and I get upset because I have to wait another month to see what happens next uh, the, <laughs> and the best the worst part is is the last issue that came out mm -hmm. uh, a very 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 important character is no more Ooh. And it's one of those things that they just ended there and like, hey, guess what? No more issues for like a year and a half, guys. <laughs> so uh, how long have you been waiting so far? That issue, I think it's like issue 54. I could be off on that a little bit, but that came out in 20, I want to say s spring of 2019. Okay, Damn. so it wasn't too bad yet, right? It's been. I mean, it's bad for you because you're you're every month, right? Yeah, once yeah. a month. Okay, yeah, that's once yeah. a month. Yeah. And every single that's the thing is when Saga comes out, I go the week that it's out, and that mm -hmm. is the first comic that I will read every single time. I can have like a stack of like every comic possible, but if there's if there's a new Saga, it is the most important comic in my entire world. I have a question. Yeah. So reading it, my favorite thing about it so far, and like I said, I only got through, I'm on the volume one of the, what's that called? Is that called a paperback? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I'm on volume one and I'm on chapter four. So you're almost done with it. So yeah. So my favorite thing so far about it is the writing. Yes. Like the dialogue, because it seems Very so good. raw and real, like yep. something that you would say. So that's my favorite thing about it. And I just wanted to know, is that a, does it continue to, be like that. Very much so. Okay, cool. That's great. And if you like that, his writing is very similar in Why the Last Man. Okay. Uh, which is a really great series, too. But uh, favorite characters in that show, or not show, geez, it should be a show. <laughs> but <laughs> favorite characters in that comic are hands down uh, Lion Cat mm -hmm. <laughs> because she's just great. And then there's this character you meet later on, I think in uh, episode, not episodes, Jesus. Issues. He so badly wants it to I be a show. I want it to be a TV show <laughs> so goddamn bad. Why uh, the Last Man just got picked up. I'm I know sure it this did. isn't too far behind. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, 
but there's a character later on issue like 10 12 in that ballpark maybe 20 but his name's goose oh he's uh basically a little um seal looking guy he has <laughs> uh, a giant walrus whose name is his name's uh friendo mm-hmm. they just walk around and have adventures and help out the main characters and stuff and Goose is like this adorable little seal, and he like murders people with his little trident. <laughs> Goddamn, sounds cool. It's fantastic. So, uh, so much so that I love these characters so much that that is the plan to get. Uh, one of my legs will be a saga sleeve. That's cool. Okay, it's that that important Damn. to me. So, right. yeah, yeah. I, I, saga is definitely on my uh, list for this year. Yeah, uh, I, I already told myself. I already looked up a. Uh, which uh, like version I want to pick up and everything if I wanted to like track down the wait so you have you issues or not but you haven't read any of it yet nope not then yet. yeah you'll like it I keep <laughs> hinting to Mary Rose for like gift purposes to buy me the hardcover omnibuses because yep. they're they're beautiful oh yeah and I'm just like hey look they they have them on sale they're That's on my wish I keep list. looking at <laughs> oh my god I want them so bad but yeah Juan Pedro he uh, he has great taste in books oh, yeah. I, I I like I appreciate his taste for comics because he is more about the obscurities yes um i remember he introduced me to this uh book about this uh bunker i think it was called the woods and i mean he was all about that for a while but uh pedro let us know what your favorite like for the decade what was your favorite book yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm curious about that a lot pedro, yeah and no, thank you, Juan, for for introducing me to that wonderful, wonderful comic book. You tried it's to my get favorite. me to read that shit for a while, oh. and I'm just like, yeah, nah. I'm anybody <laughs> that anybody that will listen to me about that, I'm like, please read it, please. And if they do, I'm the happiest person ever. <laughs> Steven, what do you got for us? I only have one pick. No honorable mentions. I don't think anybody did this time my around. My <laughs> pick for the decade was the hillbilly. Ooh, Eric Powell. Yep, man. Um. Once I picked up issue one and got the story of Rondell and his blind ass with Lucifer's character. <laughs> oh man, like it was it's just such a good fantasy story. Like uh you know, like and, and the thing that I liked about it most was that every issue, even though it kind of like in the very end it made it like a continuation of the last one, it was like almost its own story in itself. Mm. Like he always goes on a different quest, a different adventure always has to fight a different demon or get something but it's like it's still at the very end intertwines with the previous issue but it was still very much its own yeah um so the hillbilly is from eric powell through albatross and it chronicles the journey of this kid named Ron, or he's the hillbilly he starts off as a kid Rondell, yeah um through the appalachian mountains and he's a little kid who saves a witch and he's blind and she slits his eyelids open and now he can Super see fucking gnarly that, yeah. that panel <laughs> <laughs> and now he can he has like the sight to see like it's tough love that's like spiritual mm-hmm. otherworldly things and he grows up going through his life as like um almost like a witch hunter yeah or almost, like, a, almost like, like the witcher yeah like the witcher that's what i meant like yeah. he just like goes around trying to bring down demons and witches and his best friend is what Lucille. Is a bear. Yeah, yeah, it's the bear, with the yeah. tusks. With the tusks, yeah. yeah. And um, he just goes on these crazy ass adventures. But I loved it because it was so obscure that, like, when I was at a point of being so so sick and tired of the capes, this came, and I read it, and I was just like, what "The hell, it's fucking weird." 
<laughs> I just like instantly I was like, this is just so stupid, like, but it's so good at the same time. Like I love it so much, and it was the one first comic that I remember being like, every time it came out, I had to go get it. Yep, had to go get it, had to go get it, and then um, unfortunately at the end of it, uh, I know it's still ongoing, mm-hmm. but I stopped going to get comics, and I so I'm like. I think the second series of it let's just say this pretty sure you have good reading material whenever you do go back <laughs> yeah uh but i mean for those who don't it's just such a good good story you like comics you like even superhero shit but this book is so dope the art is great i love the art on it Eric Paul is so good at that shit yeah that's that was one thing that i was gonna say regardless of anything you just want something beautiful in your hands, just give it a try. Like the artwork alone will pull you in. Uh for I don't know if you guys recognize the name Eric Powell. Do you it all? sounds familiar? The goon. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so uh, Eric Powell, we've we've discussed him a few times. I actually got to meet him earlier this year, which was fucking awesome. I got my I got my Hillbilly number one signed and my mm-hmm. goon number one signed. Yep, the same here, same here. Uh but yeah, his artwork is always fucking top notch. Like I, I said this about the goon too, and same with Hillbilly. Hillbilly is, a, I mean, a little bit more respectable. I, I mean, I love the goon with like so many parts of my body. But uh, <laughs> if you, I would say that is a little bit more true to this, but the statement still goes for this. The artwork has no purpose in the pages of these books. Like his artwork, you would think would be in museums and shit, just being like mesmerizing fucking hipsters and shit but it's gorgeous and i'm so happy to see it in any type of book so but you know what to be honest with you without going into detail two honorable mentions fuck fairyland and got um, a young got a young and shirtless bear fighter <laughs> you know what's interesting none of us picked the big two comic oh yeah all I, party. Yeah, I, I thought Steve was going to. I thought Mr. Miracle was for sure going to uh, be yours. I mean, I love that. I, yeah, I, love I, knew, that I knew how much you liked Tom King. King. Love, Tom King, yeah. yeah. Tom King, dude, I love that. But you know what? I'll tell you this. Turn me off. Imagine being at a convention, and you go up there, and the one person in front of you goes to meet Tom King, and then you're the last one, and they're like, sorry, Tom King doesn't want to. Do any more work? And no. Like, no, 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 Mr. King, look at my books, and he's like, he looks at you and he goes, no. Nah. Uh, that's no. fucked up. I was like, you know what? Fuck you, Tom King. <laughs> oh, fuck no. you, Mr. King. <laughs> yeah. So, but Mr. Miracle is badass, but fuck you, Mr. Tom King. Yeah. See, I I went from Mr. Him, I went from fucking Tom King, mm-hmm. and in that same convention, I turn around, and Eric Powell was like, he was sitting there and he had a whole bunch of people. And they were going by and going by and going by. And when I got to him, he you could tell he was exhausted. Mm-hmm. But he was like, hey, man, what's up? And then, you know, we talked and he gave me all of his time. And then I was like, oh, shit. Got to buy my homeboy something. What do you recommend? <laughs> Dude, check out this pin. Yep. It's a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive from 08. Damn. And he picked it that. out, too. He's <laughs> like, does your friend, like, follow my stuff? I was like, yeah, he does. He does. He follows the goon and he follows this one. And he's like. Oh, he's gonna like this. I was like, <laughs> personally you picked, picked by Eric Powell. I was like, you fucking pick it, dude. I'll buy it. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so uh, 
And then for uh, Joel, I honestly thought you were going to go with the Charles Soule Star Wars book. Ooh. I don't, I didn't know which one. Vader? But I was like, yeah, I thought it was going to be something. I'm super I happy that he was going to go with fucking curse words. Oh, that's a good one too. I loved curse words, but Black Hammer was just like revolutionary to me. Soul is also doing the new uh, Star Wars run. The proper yeah. Star Wars oh, run. Yep. I'm so saw glad because he did such a bang up job on Vader. So I need to read he'll that. be working with the movies soon. Oh, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> doubt it at all. He's yeah. excellent. All right. Uh, yeah. So those are our picks. Uh, that invitation. I know we personalized that to Pedro, but that was mostly because Juan Pedro was brought up during the episode. With all this stuff, I don't want you all to like all of our listeners. I don't want you to feel like we have no interest in what your interests are. Hell, send it to the Facebook. We asked for this all the time at the end of the episode. I figured I'd throw this in right now because uh, I don't want anybody being like, why didn't they want to hear mine? I want to fucking hear I do. I Talk would love to that. Us. Like, tell us what all your top picks are. Take every single segment of ours and just throw it up. Put it on the post or post it to the page. Message us if you're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Do something. But yeah, I mean, it's not just to Pedro. It was just brought out and everything. But as much as I said, yeah, I love Pedro's his alumni, though. Yeah, and as much as I said, I love his taste in books. I want to know what your taste is as well. Maybe one of them will be our favorites going forward. Exactly. See, so let us know. Hit us up on uh, our Facebook or, like I said, message us if uh, you don't want to put that out for everybody. brainer is it shit <laughs> seriously i mean no shit i doubt that these dudes played the, it oh my is that your favorite is that your, your is g- that mine is no. that your decade no, one? no oh. it's not it, but i know it's people's it to, should be a top one to me i mean the only thing that it reminds me of is back when we used to play lord of the rings nah. uh, i mean well the fucking the, the you talk about like the fucking on ps2 yeah no you yeah. like kind of like swords and magic genre yeah, yeah so i, oh, I don't Oh, uh, it's Elder Scrolls Skyrim, baby. Yeah. Oh, I've never fucking touched that Skyrim's game. Skyrim's tight, dude. It is a <laughs> I, I've heard it's amazing. I just don't want to get sucked into it. You'll be in <laughs> there for a minute. Yeah, so that's the only reason. Mars, I'll never see you again. Yeah, I don't want people getting mad at me saying that I don't like it. I just, Slaying I've never dragons. touched it. Yeah, because I will want to keep fucking slaying dragons. You know, I, I heard there, oh, I've seen it. I wanted to do VR. Oh, the VR. Yeah. Ooh, tight. I heard it gives you motion sickness. <laughs> no, there's a bracelet that stops you from getting motion sickness. Oh, there you go. Man, I don't buy that bullshit. I get, yeah, I do. I, I buy it because I get motion sickness uh, playing certain games. Dude that had, he was like, oh, every time he would do a vlog, he's like, I get fucking motion sickness with PSVR. Then he bought that bracelet. Mm-hmm. He bought two of them, and he's like, I can now play. And he played all <laughs> the games in the reviews. He's like, I need, all yeah. need to put my, I need a ring around my body, bro. I get sick thinking about the world turning. You know what really? I mean? Like, but yeah, I've gotten, I've made myself sick by thinking about the revolutions. He's like the Earth the rotates Earth. on its axis. I've gotten motion <laughs> sick by that. So, <laughs> give me the rings. All right. So this segment, of course, is video games. Who who got that right? Joel. Yes. Joel got it. All right, and that was I'll just Skyrim. Call it Skyrim. Yep. All right. So uh, again, I'll be starting things off for the decade's favorites, and I actually spoiled mine. While uh, trying to tell them what the next segment was. Uh, so underneath my notes, I have like the segment names. And instead of reading video games, 
I said, next up, The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, no shit. That's mine too. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, my pick for the decade is Naughty Dog's The Last of Us. And again, this is something that I slept on for quite a while. Not because I wanted to, but because I didn't have a PlayStation. I was okay. I was Xbox at that time. And I didn't really know too many people who had an extra PlayStation lying around that I could play. And then one day, uh, Pedro, that was when he had, like, all the systems. And he was huh. like, oh, I don't, I don't even touch that. You want to borrow it? And I was <laughs> like, uh, sure. And he's like, you should try this. And I was like, fucking right. I went through that game so quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so uh, The Last of Us, the thing that really captured me was the idea of a zombie-type video game. Because, I mean, I'm always a sucker for anything to do with zombies but i love the fact that they really made this a realistic take like the fact that they went through um what is it the like the fungus and everything and that was creepy to me it made it super creepy because i looked some of that shit up and there's been stuff on like ign where they talk about it and that shit's real (laughs) like it, it takes over like smaller um bugs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, bugs and everything like that. But the shit happens. <laughs> like so when I found that out, it was super creepy to think like the clickers is a if that fucking disease or whatever it was mutated into something bigger, that shit could happen. <laughs> and just walking around in the game and hearing those sounds. Oh they my make, god, yeah. It's so like unnerving hearing mm-hmm. those clicking sounds and you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. Oh. So uh, with last week, I talked about like my love for horror when uh, I was talking about comic books and everything like that. And this really pushed uh, me to pick this game because that horror aspect with the realistic take of zombies was terrifying to me. But the main thing about it was Troy Baker and um, Ashley Johnson. Yep. Uh, so they play, of course, the main characters, and their acting, their performances, along with the storytelling of the thing, of the entire game, was incredible. Like, I remember after I played it, maybe a year went by, and somebody mentioned it, and I was like, dude, that game is amazing. I was like, if you haven't played it, you need to. And I started thinking about it. And it was really weird. It was almost like I forgot that I played it, and it was more or less, it felt like I watched it. It's like you're playing a movie. Yeah. So, and like as time went on, like it felt to me like I just watched a movie and didn't play through it. It was that good. So I was like, holy shit, that's super weird. But yeah, I think for video games and realistically anything, I think that stepped the bar up for storytelling. So you want to hear a funny little side story about Last of Us, the oh, first yeah. one. Uh, when they were developing that, before they developed it, so they just mm-hmm. came off the success of Uncharted 3. Mm-hmm. Huge game. Kind of like the, the the feather in the cap for Naughty Dog. And they're like, what do we do next? And I don't know if you're familiar with uh, their prior work, but their their biggest work before that. Crash. Crash. Well, Crash and Jack and Daxter. Yeah. So oh, yeah. they go, let's make a new Jack and Daxter game but with our new visual standards. And so they did a lot of Weird. concept art for what that would look like and mm. decided that it looked too realistic and it wouldn't fit into the platforming um, you know, type of artwork that 
Oh, yeah, no, not at all. It it, it wouldn't make (laughs) sense. So they go, we can't make this game that we want to make, so we need to make something different that's not Jack and Dexter or Crash Bandicoot. Because Crash at that point was licensed to Activision and other stuff like that, so they couldn't really have, have their hands on it. So they go, well, we can't do Uncharted, we can't do Jack and Dexter, what do we do? Make a new game, completely, new IP from scratch, and it turned into The Last of Us. One of the greatest games of all time. That yeah. I've never played. It is in my top You th- still haven't played it? It's top three it? for me. Like, top three, hands down. Yeah, same here. I, like, realistically, I... I do remember playing, like, the Final Fantasy games and everything like that, but nothing ever stuck with me the way that this did. I remember the third arc of this game had me fucked up. Oh, yeah. Like, for the longest time. I remember, like, feeling like it was fucking with my emotions, like, so bad to where, like, uh, so there's a really fucked up scene where uh, the younger girl, Ellie, gets into this kind of weird situation and I remember when all that was happening, like, I could feel myself getting angry. And then something happens to Joel. And, ha, huh, Joel. Oh, yeah. Uh, so something happens yeah. to Joel, and I knew I was going to love this white guy so much in the future that it <laughs> pissed me off. <laughs> no, but, like, I was so invested into these characters that weren't comic book characters. Nope. That weren't anything from my childhood. These were brand new, like Joel said, brand new IP, brand new everything. I didn't even, I wasn't even familiar with Troy Baker at the time. Oh, he's a, he's a gem. Yeah, or Ashley Johnson. I, I know her from um, Critical uh, Critical Role. Um, but I wasn't familiar with either of them. And the fact that it had me so messed up that like I was like just getting pissed off in my room by myself because of what was happening. Like, it was just I've never experienced that from a game unless I was playing Call of Duty and I was fucking rage quitting. The, so. <laughs> what year did this come out? It was PS3, so I think it was near the end of the tail 2011, cycle. 2011, 2012? I'd say 2011 sounds right. Okay. Um, okay. But no, the uh, that was one of my favorite parts, too, about the game was the fact that the main character was named Joel. <laughs> I had never, of in course. Well, no, I, I, I've never heard my name in anything before. Say it, say it. And, and then the fact that throughout the entire game, Ellie was like, "Hey, Joel, over here," and I'm like, "Well, all right then, I'll walk that way." Um, he said, "Mom, I'm sleeping. No need to come in here and bother me." But by by the end of that game, I ended up understanding his decisions, but also not liking him very much mm-hmm. because of what he decided to do. So that game made me feel so many things, and it's just such a beautiful, beautiful game. And the funny thing is, it's it's a post-apocalypse and there's zombies and stuff. Yep. It's not about the zombies or the post-apocalypse. It's about them. It's about them surviving it. And that was what really just it made me so, I don't know, it, I, I loved it. So but is it worth playing the original um, on PS3, or should I? Go PS4. Okay. Yeah, do the remastered. They, I want to replay it just so I can play through the remastered. Oh, yeah, and that was the other thing about that game is when it came out i had a ps3 and then i just played it for exclusive games at that point i was like you know what i don't play this thing enough i'm gonna trade it in get rid of it (laughs) i traded it in a month before it came out and regretted it ever since and then i didn't get to play it for the first time until the ps4 version came out oh shit so you got to play it in like high def yeah and it's beautiful in high def of course so all right all right yeah yeah so the last of us if you have not played it juan Get on it. It's yep. it's so worth your time. Another game that people constantly tell me, "Hey, you got to play it." And I'm like, "Yep, I'll get there." No, and then I got my I have a PS3. If you guys you guys are in the room, you guys see the PS3. Yeah. It's been sitting there for I don't know, maybe 4 years, 3 years just collecting dust. I don't use it. So 
If you want to borrow my PS4, I've got it installed on there. And that's the thing, too, is Pedro's offered to here take <laughs> this and go play this Literally, game. It's a paperweight for me. So, all right, bet. I mean, I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, For me, video games. So this is one of those categories that's kind of difficult for me. Uh, I mentioned to these guys that 2007 was the best year in gaming. Personally, like, I see that as the best year in gaming. And I wanted to go over a couple games before I got into my list, just so you guys knew what I was talking about. Um, I kind of delved into this, and, I mean, a lot, because I was like, man, when did this came out? You know, because video games for me, I've been playing games since I was three years old. That Like, uh, my first console was... I believe a Nintendo Entertainment System, but I had Atari. I had a shit ton of other stuff, but I was playing Mario when I was like three. I could, I have memories of actually playing that game, and there's videos, like home videos of me playing the shit. But um, yeah, so <laughs> 2007, I want to go over some of the games, and you guys tell me if that was a great year in gaming. So some of the games that came out in 2007, Halo 3, Bioshock, Portal, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Crisis, Super Mario Galaxy, Mass Effect, Rock Band, Assassin's Creed, The Witcher, God of War 3, uh, The Darkness, uh, The Orange Box. I don't know if you guys are, were familiar oh, yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Guitar Hero 3 and stuff like that. But those are the, those are the main ones. Uh, Half-Life 2, Episode 2. Um, but for me, that, like, if you talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, um, Bioshock, Mass Effect, The Witcher, Assassin's Creed, those, I mean, four or five different franchises, like, beginning that year. It defines gaming crazy. going yeah, forward. Like, those, yeah, it's crazy. Like, to, I, I sat back and I was like, when did, because I want to know when Bioshock came out. Because that's, gem. for me, one of my favorite games of all time. And I looked it up and I was like, 2007, I want to know what else came out that year. And that's what came out. So, that I mean, for me, 2007 is one of those staple years where you're like, damn. A lot of shit came out, but okay. So some honorable mentions. If these are your guys' uh, top choices, just just say it. Uh, GTA Five, Red Dead Redemption, uh, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, which is a mm. fucking Lord awesome game. Yeah, it's a Fun. sweet game. Um, Titanfall Two and Fallout Four. Those are my um, honorable mentions. But my favorite game of the decade, and I'm still playing it, and even more so now because of the show, uh, is The Witcher Three. Yes. Uh, that yes, is yes, yes. my favorite game of the decade, and I tell you why is because I'm still not done beating that game, and I have like damn near 200 hours like in the game. You trash at it, bro. No, I watched you. Like, no. I watched you try to kill the Griffin for like three hours. <laughs> there's so much to do in that fucking game. I'm like on the main story quests. I think I'm I, my my guy is only level 19 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm only level 19, but I have that many fucking hours because I'm constantly doing. Side quests. And I'm even doing side quests that are like, hey, you should be like level 30 for this side quest. I'm like, nah. Fuck that. Yeah, let me just try, <laughs> let me just see what happens when I go over here and do this shit. But it is a beautiful game. Um the fighting the 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 fighting mechanics. I love the parrying system and and uh the the magic. It's called it's they're called signs. That's why I was asking the other time, is that they're called signs. I know they call it chaos and stuff in the show. I don't know if they're eventually going to call it signs, but those um, different abilities well, that he has, they're called, they're called signs. So, uh, you get to do all this different stuff. If you guys never played, um, uh, The Witcher, it's how would you explain it, Joel? As far as the combat, yeah, just like just the, in general, the, the, the Witcher. How would you explain it? Okay, so as far as the combat's concerned, the closest thing to it would be the Batman Arkham series. 
where yeah, it's yeah. very much uh, counter heavy, combo heavy, that kind of stuff. You got multiple people coming up multiple against you. Multiple enemies yeah. hidden at you and that kind of stuff. Um, as far as the gameplay itself, think uh, third person Elder Scrolls Skyrim with way, way more story and way more boobies. Yes, lots oh, yeah. of boobies. If you like the show, you'll love the game, bro. Like, first sequence, you're you're sleeping with Yennefer, so, uh, yeah. The bathtub uh, and everything. Yeah, like, so, <laughs> it just, I don't know. The, the game is gorgeous. Not only just environments, but uh, the detailing inside of the, I think I talked about this fucking last week. Did I? Uh, no. I know I've been talking to this game to different people, but, yeah, no, that's my favorite game of the decade. I still have to play it. It's a gem, and that's actually one of my honorable mentions is The Witcher that's what's 3. Up. Uh, it, just like Juan, I am. I just checked. I am playing it again because I never finished it. And then the show came out. I was like, you know what? I want to go back to that and play <laughs> it and finish it for the first time. I have all, all the expansions, too. Never touched them. Same. Damn. So I am officially 84 hours into that game, and I am level 15. That's what's up. And it's because <laughs> that game is not about like going through story missions. It's all about the side quests. Mm-hmm. And the side quests have such meat to them that it's just you can spend literally hours upon hours upon hours just exploring and finding new little hidden nooks and little yes. things to do. It, it's the shit. Uh, so that game is great. That was an honorable mention for me. Uh, my game was going to be Last of Us, but for the sake of this uh, conversation to do a second one. I thought you I thought you picked it. You no. went hard on that with me. I mean, I agree with you. <laughs> it should be. Uh, but I do want to put out another one out there that was a very, very close second place for me, mm-hmm. and that is Mass Effect 2. That's what's up. Mass Effect is great. Because that is the best in the series, hands mm-hmm. down. And for me, that game, it, it had consequences that had actual, like, if you did not do certain things in that game, mm-hmm. you literally would have like your entire party die, and then they would not show up in the third game period. Just That's like shitty. that <laughs> level of like intensity. That's awesome. So, uh, for a game to do that, it made me invest so much time into it to actually make sure I covered all my bases, went to every mission, went to every planet, talked to every single person I could have. Um, <laughs> My my party system was always Miranda and Thane because Thane was dope and Miranda was my bae. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that game it hit on everything that I wanted, and it's funny because Bioware before they made Mass Effect, they made Knights of the Old Republic. Ooh, yeah. wow! Uh, one and uh, one, and then Obsidian made Knights of the Old Republic two. Um, but they wanted to make a third one, and Lucasfilm was like, "Nah, we don't want them to do that right now. We're not focusing on." Uh, Natural Republic. So they go, well, what can we make that's going to be something that's going to be fun? So they, just like Last of Us, they made a new IP and it was Mass Effect. And it was basically Star Wars meets Star Trek combined together in the best form possible. And it, it just, it's it's done everything for me. I, I mean, I love sci-fi, I love Star Wars, and I love those kinds of things. And a game that's like that with RPG elements, it's excellent. So. The Reapers, baby. Reapers, man. That's you up. <laughs> Yeah. All right, uh, mine. I just gonna run it down like this, real fucking fast. Um, Batman: Arkham Knight is an honorable mention because it's the game that really brought me back into gaming. Um, when it first came out, like I hadn't played video games in a long time. I didn't have time for them. Still focused on work and everything else. And then when I finally did decide, I was like, "Fuck it, it's a Batman game. I'll play it." <laughs> and just, I just, it brought me back into loving like. Spending hours in front of the fucking TV with a controller. Yeah. Honestly. And then um, PUBG. 
is what brought me back. Like even after that, it was like the game that like I had the most fun with being like, yo, like I look forward to every night jumping on fucking line and just playing. It made me want to be able to play online with other people. Um, God of War for it. Oh yeah. Was immaculate to me because of the open world thing and just the adventure stuff. But Ultimately, after deciding it, the game I spent the most time on was Apex Legends. Can't fault you. Great one. Yeah, um, you and I loved it because I love. I fell in love with the characters, and you guys put me on the Titanfall 2, and I played that and beat that, and now I understand a little bit more of the, the lore. lore of it. Yep. And um, But overall, just being able to get um, spend more time with my friends through the, through a video game is honestly what made it the game of the decade for me. Is like jumping on and having Rudy, Rudy carry my ass through fucking 20 <laughs> rounds and, and being better than Juan for a little while and then throwing it in his face. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about those days. That, was, that shit was hilarious. Juan used but, to get so mad. And I, I haven't played it a lot lately, but um, every time I do jump on to play a video game, even if I want to play like one of the new games that I'm playing, I'll, no matter what, I'll make time to play like one or two games, whether you guys are on line, online or not. So it was my game choose of the decade because of that. Because it just, to me, it held a lot more weight. Like, I had more fun playing that game, staying up, chatting with you guys and other people. And it really made me love gaming again. Like, I feel it. Really, really love it. Like, So my top pick for the decade for anime, I am thinking it's probably going to be a couple other people's as well. You know, plain and simple, that is My Hero Academia. Yeah, baby. Anime? <laughs> yeah. Anime, yeah. yeah. I, Juan we can, just all, we can all agree taste. on that. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> for real, Juan? So, yeah, I didn't pick that one. Yeah, no, I figured he was going to pick something else. Interesting. What, One but, Punch uh, Man? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll so my Hero, or my Hero Academia... Uh, for me, is honestly a mainstream anime that really got me into wanting to watch a fucking long series format of an anime. Yes. Uh, I really, really enjoyed Attack on Titan, but I stopped watching it. And I think that was mostly because the streaming services that they were providing just weren't cutting it. They kept missing episodes or like the files wouldn't work properly a lot of stuff like that so i haven't gone back and watched through it yet but what i really respect out of uh, my hero academia is the cast is so large and yet you still have an attachment to every single character even the ones that you don't really want to that are kind of still there you still have like that little attachment to them a dragon ball reminiscent yeah very much so but um the introdu- yeah the introduction of all might to my um rogue of characters was amazing so like all might is just one of the best characters in creation if you and, ask me so and hero killer stain to the villains mm-hmm. like to me that was my favorite villain so far Okay. I'm just going off this because since we all three had the same, yeah, you guys might as well speak year, on it. Might as well just go. Yeah, no, I mean that, that, time, that was so. the, that was the point. Like yeah. if you if you had the same one, it's just going to be bunched in together. <laughs> I just Oops. love I love the introduction of the introduction of quirks, the way they they did s- superpowers. Even the shitty ones. Even the <laughs> shitty ones, like the stupid ones, like the headphone jack girl or or the girl 
but the big boobies that can make things out of her Whoa. skin. Momo is not stupid. Hold up. <laughs> the squirt gun boy. <laughs> the best genus. Oh, yeah, he's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, overall, I just loved the design of the characters. I loved the emotion of the, the story. And All Might, dope villain or dope hero, Izuku, Midoriya, fucking Gohan esque character, and then Hero Killer Stain for me so far is like the dopest villain just because of his beliefs and how he stood. Yeah. I just love that. I mean, I as somebody that's watched the show, I haven't watched all of it. I st- I'm still all stuck on. We say this every week, Joel. I need that. Uh, I'm gonna need that. I'm actually about to send it to you guys in about two minutes. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm still on season two. I think I think I was finishing that up. I I think I have like one more episode to go before I hit season three. But I do love the story, the characters. I, I mean, I like uh fucking like you said, All Might. I dude, All Might's the shit. Like All Might's the shit. I don't know anything that happens as far as like. Because he's still on that shit about, like, should I tell him the truth of this and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I don't know that. I don't know the details of all this and, like, the the shadowing and all this shit like that. But as a character goes, like, and the guy that plays him, I mean, Vegeta, you know, so I was just like, ah, yeah, I love this guy. So All Might's dope. I've, I, as soon as I seen him, I was like, oh, dude, I see why Midoriya, like, adores this dude. He's, the, like, the ultimate hero. You know, he comes in like, I am here and shit. So <laughs> I thought that was cool. But, yeah, I agree. The show is really good. As far as anime has gone, it's uh, one of the newer animes that's been like, wow, this is really good. It, the fights are really, really well drawn um, and well put together. Uh, and like I said, there's a multitude of characters that you could actually find one to be like, yeah, I, I support this guy. You know, I want to see what happens to him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, that show, what, who told me about that show? I don't remember. Someone told me about it, and I was like, I need to watch this. And it got me back into anime. Because for me, I wasn't a big anime aficionado. I'd done a couple of shows. I'd watched, like, Death Note. I'd seen uh, Full Metal Alchemist, one of my favorite. Uh, still is one of my favorites, but I fell out of it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then... Someone was like, you need to watch this if you like you like superheroes, you should watch this. And I was like, all right, sure. And I watched, like, the first episode, I was like, oh, this is okay. And then episode two, I was like, okay, it's getting better. And then episode three, I was like, all right, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it is now my absolute favorite anime of anything. Well, oh, I don't know. DBZ's close. Whoa, whoa, settle down, buddy. DBZ's really good, uh, <laughs> which thank you all for introducing me to that. <laughs> But I was uh, cheery at that movie, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, that's for real. I just remember with that movie and, and walking out and being like, I have so many questions. Please answer them. <laughs> but no, for, for uh, my hero, I resonate so well with the characters. And Deku is one of my favorites. All Might is my one of my favorites as well. It It's interesting because I, I aspire to be like them in the facts of the, uh, the ideals they uphold and how strong they are with their morals mm-hmm. i want to be a good person like them and it's funny for a cartoon to like teach me how to be a good person but it does and it's so much so that my when my alarm goes off every single morning mm-hmm. my alarm is uh it'll it'll say go plus ultra 
No excuse. Yeah, no excuses. Every right. single time. Yeah, go plus ultra. No excuses. That's your alarm. Every single day. Mine's the theme from the Karate Kid. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's it's something I wrote okay. in. Oh, yeah, no, I typed mine, it in. Mine's just the. the That's the cool song. though. But no, that show has done so much for me in the past few years that I've I've watched it and I just I adore it. It's my favorite, hands down. Hell yeah, Juan. Oh. All right, y'all. Here we go. So. Uh yeah, where's my book at? I was making all. I know he he has a lot to choose my, from, so I'm curious what it my, is. My my so okay so anime goes. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of anime this year. I've said that before. Ten years, dog. Uh well yeah well I mean this year <laughs> even this year ten years I the ten year anime I actually watched uh Berserk but that came out that came oh, out yeah. a while ago so like yeah that was a while ago so um as far as anime goes. Uh, Animal Mentions was One Punch Man and Attack on Titan. Like, those were the one things that I actually checked out before I seen My Hero. And I thought that shit was dope. Like, uh, the whole story between, you know, Attack on Titan, if you guys never seen that, go watch it. But my pick was, uh, Dragon Ball Super. Um, and we talked about this before we actually started recording. The reason I chose this is because I've been waiting for a decent Dragon Ball reincarnation for 20 years something like that for a long <laughs> ass fucking time like i bought all the vhs tapes of dragon ball z when they first came out and oh yeah and, and yeah when they were coming to the states Murals. and just i i spent 20 dollars on each tape on the uncut versions i didn't buy all the uncuts but when i would buy them it was 22 dollars at uh fucking sam goody. sam goody yeah and uh if i could get them cheaper i would go to like walmart because walmart used to have them you could get them for cheaper. But anyways, so when Dragon Ball Super came out, I d- I'm not a fan of GT. Like, I'll uh, put that on the forefront. Like, I don't like GT, but it was something newer, you, you know, and I was like, I guess I'll watch it. So I watched a little bit of it. I was like, eh, this kind of whack. So I would watch all the movies that would come out, and I was like, man, these are fucking good. So when they had, I didn't see Super, and I know that Steve was talking about Super because he said that he was watching it as it was going on. I was like, I still haven't checked this out. And the first thing I seen about it was uh, uh, that fucking it was it was something on YouTube. It was like trending. It was the oh the slide the slide yeah the when slide he's sliding when he on the it fucking the and, yeah, yeah when he was sliding and on that beam. Face. And I was like, dude. And I seen <laughs> that I seen that. And I was like, I have to watch this now. So I checked it out and I couldn't stop watching it. I just I fucking would watch several hours like every day. And I was like, oh, this shit's dope. This shit's dope. So. For me, being a super big Dragon Ball fan, um, when this dropped, I wasn't, you know, I, I kind of pushed it aside because I didn't want it to be another one of those GT Dragon things. Dragon Ball Kai. And, oh, yeah. Well, th- yeah, I just didn't want it to be one of those things. So then after hearing it from you guys and then seeing that scene, I was like, I got to check it out. So then I, I watched it and I fucking loved it. And it's it's super innovative. Like, you, uh, we, we said this before the podcast that you sit there waiting for something to be sweet and wonder what it would look like nowadays, and they did that. They did that with that show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Joel's not there yet. Uh, <laughs> Rudy, did you watch Super yet? Not all oh, of it. Okay. I, I barely touched it. <laughs> so when you guys both finish this shit, I guarantee you'll be like, man, I can't wait for the next shit because he's already talked about they're continuing the story. Like, they're going to make more, and I'm super on board and and fucking I'm I can't, I can't wait for that to you know to happen so yeah that's my pick 
I'm sure Joel will thank you for not uh, going too far into it. He's, he's super close to it. Story-wise, I didn't hit you with anything. Dude, yeah. at all. <laughs> Got like 80 more episodes yeah. for DBZ still. You're going to love it. I'm trying so hard. You're going to love it. <laughs> all right, so uh, that is the, for- uh, the first portion of animation. Next up is animation. And I don't know if everyone's going to pick this. I don't know if anybody else is going to pick something else. But mine, I I watched a few different things. Um, I really did enjoy Bob's Burgers uh, for the family dynamic. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed F is for family. That's right. Um, but those were things that I kind of fell off on. I didn't really continue up on them and see what they were uh, doing. The only real animation show that I have done that with is what we picked last week, and yeah. that was Rick and Morty. Yep. I'm there. So yeah. yeah, so Rick and Morty for me uh, is probably the best animation show that has come out. I mean, I I know there's Adventure Time and stuff like that, but again, these aren't. The, it was never something that I continued watching, and Rick and Morty is definitely something that has my attention every single time. Um, I just really like the uh, characters they came out with, the different storylines, and all the random bullshit that they go into. And I mean, yes. you want to hear more from me? Just listen to last week. Yeah, I was going to say, there's really nothing more I can add to the show. If you've never seen Rick and Morty, fucking think of Back to the Future, but rated R. You know what I mean? Like, on crack. On crack. With alcoholism. Yes, with yeah. alcoholism, <laughs> rated R on crack, and like the most crazy adventures every week. Yeah. That's Slut it. Slut Dragon. Yep, Slut Dragon. You all was had Rick and Morty? Yeah, I had, yeah, yeah, we no had Rick and shit. Morty. Okay, uh, so that was an honorable mention for me. Mine uh, did not originally air in the past decade. It started, in, okay. it started in 08, and then it finished in this current past, well, yeah. you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. And that is Star Wars Clone Wars. For me, okay. that was uh, a really important show. It uh, had cool animation, but it also just delved really, really, really hard into Star Wars lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, bef- so much so that it did more for Star Wars than the the movies had done before that. And this is, of course, after six movies. Yeah. Uh, this came out, and it basically bridged the gap of Episode two and three. And within that time frame, so much happened, and so much of it was just incredibly interesting. Uh, it it had me just fascinated uh my favorite character <laughs> from star wars is not darth vader or luke skywalker or chewie or r2 or anything it, it's ahsoka tano ahsoka tano is oh, okay. is uh anakin's padawan mm-hmm. and she is the coolest jedi ever and i'm so excited for the possibilities of her being in future stuff but that that show is just the best for me and, and rick and Morty's great don't get me wrong that was a, a very 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 close second place but uh, for me personally, it was Star Wars all the way. That's what's up. Can't be bad. My quick honorable mention was the Boondocks. Because it started in 2005, oh, yeah. but it mm-hmm. ended in 2014. And Rick and Morty was my f- replacement for this one just because of the humor. <laughs> like yep. the sarcasm, like the manner of the delve into society type of shit. So That was fun. the thing for me, too. My, my honorable mention was Adventure Time, but I'm an adult. You know, and I want some adult <laughs> shit. And Adventure Time, not oh, to say, oh, yeah. I'm just saying, not to say that Adventure Time isn't that shit, but like Rick and Morty, you know, you get it. So that's why. All right, and then uh, Juan earlier mentioned that he wanted to mention his yeah. favorite animated movie of the year. So I'm just gonna throw mine out there. Uh, Pixar had a lot of great shit, but I think Sony knocked it out of the park with uh, Into the Spider Verse. 
I think they uh, the year or the decade for the decade. The decade. Um, yeah, I mean, not much to say about that. If you haven't watched it, just watch it. Yeah, great movie. Uh, the storyline, even the one-liner, anybody can wear the mask. Uh, I think that was super powerful, uh, and especially with kids growing up nowadays and stuff, and all the bullshit of you're not being showcased in movies and stuff like that. I think that line fits very, very well. So, nice. um, Into the Spider Verse is my pick. I agree. Um, so honorable mention is Cubo and the Two Strings. Did you ever see that? Not yeah, yet. It's very good. Fucking awesome movie. Very Stop good. motion. Dope. Uh, <laughs> but my favorite animated movie of the decade is the Lego movie. The first uh, one. The first one. The so first Lego movie. It's good. And I'm not going to delve into why. It's just that's I'm my crying. first animated. Yeah, I did cry. <laughs> I've cried a lot of animated movies for some reason. But yeah, uh, Lego movie. Steven, do you have a favorite? Yes. My favorite of the decade was Flashpoint Paradox. That is a good one. Oh. I absolutely love that movie. Like, I can watch it over and over again. I just, no matter what, I just love the story, the whole thing of it. And my honorable mentions were the Justice League War. Ooh, that's probably great. the one, that, yeah, that's probably the one that I've watched the most. I can watch that over and over, but I love the depth of the paradox. Hmm. And then after that was the Batman Dark Knight number two, because uh, it's a one part oh, one and part yep. two. And um, bringing that comic to life was just eye candy for me. Like, I loved it. Let me ask this question to the group. If you could only watch from one of these companies, DC, Animated, or Pixar, which one are you watching? Pixar. But animated. Yeah. Probably oh, Pixar because they... Pixar between Pixar and DC? Yeah, Probably Pixar, Pixar because there's more content and longer format. Um, but, I mean, DC just has quality. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I would go DC. Um, every single movie that they put out, with the exception of two, I just I can watch over and over and over and over and over. I and yeah. I, and they have under the red they hood. have great immaculate. They they can do better animation than live movies, and they have they have a lot of content. They could turn a lot of stuff into gr- great movies. I I That's agree. very true. I agree. I just wanted to hear what you guys would say. What was yours? Uh, for between those two, mm-hmm. as an adult, I choose DC animated. <laughs> but I mean, as a kid, I'm gonna like, love Pixar. I'm a grown ass man. Yeah, man, bro. Hey, I still pick Pixar, bitches. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. But I don't eat the snack out of my lunchable until the end. <laughs> those movies make me cry. All right. I mean, yeah, they're great movies, but like I'm just saying, I like to see like uh, Justice League Dark was fucking badass. Like you can name, I can name like off the top of my head the Flashpoint, Dark, uh, the War. The fucking uh, that Superman with the cousin. I can't remember that one. Uh, the name of that one. Cousin. Well, oh, yeah, where they fight Darkseid. Yeah, and then Superman oh. versus the All Star. Or first Superman versus the Elite. That was a fucking oh, mm-hmm. Batman Apocalypse. Yeah, Batman or Apocalypse. Superman Batman Apocalypse. That was fucking dope. I mean, those those right there are top notch shit. So yeah. Ta-da. You, I went. Uh, well, of course, there's uh, some assembly required. The favorite toy that I bought in the past 10 years, to be honest with you, was the Dark Side Grail 2-pack from DC Collectibles. I remember um, when you got that, how excited you were. <laughs> like it, I've played with it over and over again. I might not have took the most pictures of it that I did with some of the other ones, but I fucking love that toy. It's beefy, hefty, worth the price, and it was $75 when I bought it, and now it goes online for $290. Well, God, God damn. damn. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> 
Uh, so I was gonna say, just I didn't pick a figure. I mm-hmm. my favorite toy company in the last decade would be NECA. That's what I was going with. That's actually what I did too. Um, yeah, NECA to me is, at least for my interest in toys, it's everything that I could want. It's 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 video game properties, it's movie properties and comic properties. Like they knock, or they put so much attention to detail into everything that they put out, and I really respect them for that. Yep, same. So I went with NECA. Do you have one, Joel, or no? I got nothing. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't do much toy collecting besides Funko Pops once in a while. So, yeah. Boom. Funko's your Funko's your There you go. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to wrap this show up now? Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. Wait. He said, here we go. Holes, baby. All right. It's honest thing. Yeah, Press so, it. Yeah. I got it. We got to. Ra- okay. I- <laughs> so, this week's Name That Frame segment has me a little disappointed in every single one of you. Um, Cassandra posted this on Monday, as she does, and she sent this to me and Juan. Uh, so Juan took a guess at it, and what did you guess? I didn't guess anything. I said I didn't know what it was. Oh, I, th- I thought you put... No, maybe after that- the fact. After oh, the fact. okay. So I instantly knew what it was. Uh, back in the 90s, and this is why I'm disappointed in y'all, uh, we, I used to watch this movie called Warriors of Virtue all the time, and that's actually what this is. It's a very fantasy storyline of these warrior kangaroos what? that control Fucking the dope. elements. And it sounds ridiculous, but think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wait, is this cartoon or is this live <laughs> no, action? this is live action. Oh, my God. But it's fucking awesome. We used to watch it all the time. Uh, my favorite character was the Firebender. He was a, uh, he's a mute, and but he's super badass. Uh, the character designs were super original. I mean, they're fucking kangaroos. And, uh, of course, they went up against this, like, dark mage, just in that. Loki so, and shit. Yeah, if you have not watched this, which I don't think anyone on our page has, nobody got it correct. Nope. So uh, I don't know if I threw that out there. There's no winner for this week, and I'm disappointed in every single one of you. But the name that frame of this week is Warriors of Virtue, and you must watch that you this must, week. You must watch it. If you like Avatar, watch it. The kangaroos, though? Oh, dude. Time the kangaroos. All right. Did you have a good decade? 84% said yes. Good. All right. Would you consider BBS one of the best movies of the decade? I didn't go, ooh, damn. Oh, that's, that's rough. <laughs> uh, 84% said no on 61 votes. Um, would you like to read the comments or would you like me to read them? I'm not even there. Go ahead. Okay. So the comments. Vincent, I enjoyed it. Had f- or no, I enjoyed it. Had fun. But the movie or cut of the movie expects the audience to do a lot of legwork. Uh, piecing certain things together. Joey Lopez, I'm a diehard Superman fan, but the movie was complete shit. The premise is amazing. It takes effort to make it that bad. Kudos for them. And you're not a complete for Superman ruining fan. a good story. Damn, All he's right. got a uh, Red Lantern as his um profile pick. So he does. Um, he's, he's one of. The, he, I guarantee he didn't like Super, uh, Man of Steel. Uh, I hope he did. Uh, he said, "I like Golden Age superheroes." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Reeves are nothing, baby." Um, <laughs> is Warrior one of the best movies of the decade? Sixty-five percent said no. They haven't watched it, probably. Vincent, one of the best fight movies that have come out in a very long time. I would even consider Southpaw over Warrior. 
Southpaw is good, but it's predictable. What? It's the same story of anything else. It's a dad taking care of his daughter. I've never seen Southpaw. Southpaw is great. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal does a great job with his role, but the storyline isn't anywhere not, on the is same level. Yeah, Warriors is a really good movie. The Warriors story, yeah, the depth fire. of story of Warriors so much better. So this was, uh, I mean, this was, you know, this was gonna happen. Uh, is Infinity War? <laughs> Infinity War, one of the best movies of the decade. Eighty-three percent said yes. Oh, I, was, <laughs> I never would have expected that. Is a quiet place one of the best movies of the decade? Fifty-three percent said yes. Good God, are Crazy. you? St- <laughs> um, is Man of Steel one of the best movies of the decade? Here we go. Um, sixty-four percent said no. Mm-hmm. Vincent, wow, is this a whiny man? I'm assuming it says whiny man with ultimate unlimited power, raised to do the right thing. Just do the right goddamn thing. I know Rudy will give some bullshit about character development. <laughs> I wanted to watch a man go through depression. I'd sit down and watch the last decade of the Lions football games. That's that's true. I mean, it's nowhere even close to that. <laughs> um, Boo that man. Uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, and all I did for this was watched it, loved it, or never seen it. So there's no in between here. So either that you know we might lose votes on that, but. 52% said watched it and loved it. Stranger Things. 74% said watched it and loved it. Uh, there's a comment, but I don't know if I can read this. Yep, I did. Watched it. Thought it was stupid. And he, sp- <laughs> and he spelled thought wrong. He put thought. All right. <laughs> well, you Next. thought wrong, bro. <laughs> um, Daredevil. 60% said watched it and loved it. Hell yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones. Fifty-seven percent watched it and loved it. I did it. <laughs> oh, and so Guitarist. I actually put this on here because I, I there's no way to do a poll really. I just said, "What is your favorite comic book run of the decade?" And I told people to drop them below, and of course, not many people did. So, <laughs> uh, Marcus, the last series I read was Spawn Endgame, but that started in two thousand nine. After that, I fell out of comics and never came back. Unfortunately, what a sad thing to think about. So he's listening right now. You guys can. Inspire him to listen to some or go read some comics. Marcus, take what we said and uh, start there. Yeah, I mean, there's a a lot of solid choices right there. Gems. The Last of Us, 75% never played it. God, I mean, <laughs> that's so disappointing. One of the best games ever made. Mm-hmm. Wait, is the is there awards going on right now? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so uh, yeah, congrats to Joaquin Phoenix for winning Best Actor Drama for The Joker. Yeah. The Witcher. Well 63% played it. Hell yeah. So that's Woo. dope. Mass Effect 2. 67% never played it. You suck. <laughs> I've never played Mass Effect. God. Oh, dude, dude, the first one. Check out the first one. Don't just It's jump a little into clunky it. and dated at this point, but, but it's the still story? Good. Oh, my God. The story is amazing. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Reaper story, dude. I'm telling you. Apex Legends. 67% played it. And I haven't clicked on this. Um, My Hero Academia. 75% loved it. Oh, yeah. It's the shit. Dragon Ball Super, 86% love it. Nope. And I think that's it. Uh, that's all the show polls. So I put one up for, uh, I want to see how it goes over the next day. But I, I asked, have you watched the movie Warriors of Virtue? No, I, I guarantee no. <laughs> uh, I want to see if anyone has. I mean, I was going to write up on there, shame, 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 but yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just want I just wanted to put the gif of uh, kangaroos fighting each other. That's tight. Y'all <laughs> yeah. just yeah, y'all have to check it out though. <laughs> but yeah, that's Australia. it.
Oh man, yeah, that's oh, poor shit. Australia. That's, yeah, that's they're going through some shit that's right now. I can't hit the kangaroos. Yeah, so this is really weird. I I read this on the way in as I was walking up. I uh get like Google alert sometimes. Uh shout out to this Instagram personality. I, I, I don't know what her name is. All I know is you can now find her under the username Naked Philanthropist. Okay. Hmm. Uh, she is a, uh, a Instagram model who raised over 100K for Australia and all the efforts going on over there by selling $10 nude pics <laughs> online. Oh, wow. So, Philanthropy at its finest. That's, uh, that's thinking outside of the box, oh, I yeah. guess. Um, or thinking inside the box. Hey. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, uh, uh Whatever the cause is, whatever you think of that, I mean, it's still 100K going to something that desperately needs it, and yeah, I mean, good for her. That's awesome. Good, good for her. Yeah, I good mean, for people her. can just do it for their own self publicity and stupid shit, but actually helping somebody, so can't falter at it. Even right. would be proud of you. <laughs> All right, so uh, that is actually going to wrap it up for our show. Thank you to everybody again for taking time to take part in our. Show polls for the evening. Uh, some of that was disappointing, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. That kid, it was a long time, and I don't know, maybe people are considering, like, top three instead of, like, anything. Yeah, y'all but, should go back and watch some of the shit again. Yeah, you definitely should uh, first yourself in these things before you vote. But, um, yeah, again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, it's funny, we did discuss earlier um, having some difficulties and how we can't really – Get away from that, and it's going to be cut out of the episode, but just know we ran into some shit again, so recording took a little bit longer than normal, so we apologize if some of that seems rushed through. Um, just, you know, got to stick to our time frame, and that cut us back a little bit, so sorry about that. Uh, hopefully you all had a great decade, a great last year. I know I told you that last week, but just wanted to throw the decade part out there. Um, that is a lot of time to go over things, and I just want to throw out there one more time. These were just our personal favorites, some of them even just a favorite because it's super hard to choose all this shit because it is 10 years combined. Right. So uh, as we previously stated, let us know what your favorite was. Uh, not even the top. Just think of something that you really enjoyed because we want to know more about you all. We want to know what makes you uh, nerd out. So. Hopefully we can hear from some of y'all for that, but if not, we get it. You know, we get it. Some people are just, you know, stuck in their shell. Break <laughs> out a little bit. <laughs> but until next week, I think we're going to leave you right there. Thanks again so much. And, uh, yeah, we've been Not Your Average Nerds signing off. Yeah. All right. See ya. See ya. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>